Okay, good evening everybody. So, uh, this is the, the second class, and we're at, this is actually, you know, in any, in any work, it's very, very important, whenever you learn Musr, I remember once I was uh, helping someone who was newly religious about Shuvah, and they were reading Mesul, Sashama, they were learning, I forget exactly, was it my class, where they were learning on their own, but whatever it is, it came into my office with some line in Mesul, Sasharim, and it was like totally not applicable to them at that stage of their life. And what, what I explained to that individual then was, is that when you're learning Musr, you have to know your level. Musr is, it, it's a com- combination of, of knowledge, of, of goals, shi'ifas, a, a, a focus to get to. So also you have to be, you have to have self-knowledge whenever you're doing Musr. And this topic tonight is one of these topics which is, the, everything we're going to read is 100% unadulterated truth. Just one needs to know the level that they're on uh, and what they can handle, what they're not. When one's working on themselves, there's a certain amount of tension that's healthy uh, that we should exert ourselves and push ourselves a certain amount that is uh, a little bit too much, the weights are too heavy for a person at that time. So Torah study, Bittal Torah, which is tonight not learning Torah, is certainly every yeshiva student, every person, uh, it, it's less applicable to ladies. So for the ladies who are on now and who will, I know there's a few ladies every week, they take very take notes. Uh, and um, and probably many people that I can see, there are many people I have no idea who's listening to this year. So for anyone who's not necessarily a male, it's still a very important topic, both for the concept if you're married, if you have children, if you have appreciation for Torah, that's a topic of Bittal Torah. Now, Oven Bittal Torah, who Oven Chamer Moit. So, Chaim Kanevsky says that the sin of wasting time and not learning Torah. Now, the Rambam and many Sfarim discuss and delineate when it's okay, it's a mitzvah perhaps, not to learn Torah. When you're doing other mitzvahs, if you're shaking a lulav, if you're davening, if you're Visiting the sick, if you're doing mitzvahs that no one else can do, uh, if, if you're doing claw work, if you're working to support your family, stuff like that are mitzvah. There's, there's, there's things that we need to do for our own mental, spiritual, or physical health. But beyond all of that, there is an obligation to learn Torah. And when a person wastes, doesn't study Torah, uh, he, he you know reads about... Uh, we know that for the next until November, there's gonna because they don't want to talk about the economy. That are Roe v. Wade. So the liberal press, which is dominant, now I'm not telling you it's not a very, it wouldn't be a big case, and the way it came out was certainly very big, but it's also going to be a huge distraction because I live in Illinois. Um, everyone on this call, besides all listening on the call, um, besides Levy, is in California. I know there are many people who are not from both of those locations. But in Illinois and California, if Roe v. Wade goes down tomorrow, you know what will happen? Nada! Zero! <laughs> no effect! But they're going to make you, the San Francisco Chronicle and San Francisco Mercury News is going to say the world is coming to end in California. And the Chicago Tribune will have no effect. Um, but if you read more than one article, you know, it's only a week and wasting your time is nothing. Is first of all, it's slanted. It's yellow journalism, and whatever. It's it's a biggest chaval azman. 
you, a person could be learning the words of the Chavetz Chaim, the Gemara, Talmud. Of course, you need, you need to know what to dive for. A person needs to know what's going on in the world. I'm not taking away. But when a person wastes their time and they're searching their internet, or if they don't need a break and they're just reading uh, books, whether they're fiction or nonfiction, or they're watching sports, or whatever it is, and they're just killing life, wasting time. So there's a, an oven of Bittu Torah, and it's very serious. Because really, the most precious possession, the most precious possession that you and I and every person has is time. Time, time is the most precious possession of every person. And therefore, wasting of time is wasting of life. Wasting time that could be studied Torah is wasting of eternal life. It actually takes away from a person's nitzchis, eternal portion in the world to come. And it, it, not is the time that's lost, you would be at a higher a person on a higher level for the rest of their lives. They could be studying and learning which they would also be impacted by, by not studying Torah. Just like the Talmud Torah. Now, again, what this means that Talmud Torah is the greatest of all mitzvahs, it means that because a person on a spiritual level, by the way, the works of the Zayhar, and the Tikkuni Zohar discusses Torah study and the impact it has on, on, the, on the spiritual world, on the Oilam HaTzilis, on Ambria, Yitzira, Asiya, on all the worlds of the spiritual world, it's beyond uh, description for right now. The oven of Bittu Torah, you're taking away that spirituality from the world. You're stealing from it, and therefore, at some level, it's the most egregious of all sins. We know that Akash Baruch Hu at some level could forgive. Now, again, we're not we're, we're just quoting. Chazals, which are loaded, uh, are very important. But at some level, it's true that, uh, that, that even though it's, it's not as, it's not one of three Avera sins that you don't feel for your life, at some level, Hashem forgives a Jew who does idolatry, uh, gilarized acts of forbidden promiscuity, murder, because Torah brings you back to Hashem. But Bittu Torah, he's not forgiving about. Because if you're just doing Avar Azar and you're learning Torah, you, you still have hope. If you're doing acts of lunacy, you're studying Torah, you still have hope. And even murder, which is mind-boggling, you still have hope. But a person who doesn't learn Torah, you're wasting your life. You're, 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 you're wasting your life. A person who disgraces Hashem's name, is that a person could be Isaac, but Torah, really study Torah and does not. V'yamru, the Talmud says in the Chagig, Al-Shloshah, For three people, Al-Karim Shem cries. Where may you imagine seeing a person with such potential? A person could be a great uh, basketball or football player, and they settle for being, you know, they could have been the, the, one of the MVP of the greatest sports teams, and instead, because of drug use, uh, because, of, uh, because of lifestyle, their failures, and you look at—he could have been the greatest football player, Tom Brady, right? I'm joking around right now. Tom Brady could have been the greatest basketball player in Chicago. So I'll say, from from Ross Nitzluck, Michael Jordan, right? He could have been that, and instead he 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 he, he because of a failure of life, he failed. That person could have been for all the techies, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and instead he ends up mopping floors because 
you cry. Cry for on a, on a material level, you cry for such a person who could have been so successful. Um, and when Hashem sees a person who could have been great in this world, and not just in this world, but forever, and doesn't do it because they don't live up to their potential, and the only way a person can live up to their potential is by having a shaykhis, a connection, a deep connection to Torah and Torah study, to study. And Hashem cries for such a person. Echem is a person who could have learned Torah, Isaac, but Torah, and Isaac, now, it, you know, it could have been some time ago, if you would have been living in 1888, and you would have been, I don't know, somewhere in Russia, and you would have been in a village, and you didn't have an opportunity because yeah, life was really hard, and many kids, if they were going to certain houses, they had to work 16-hour days. The Industrial Revolution could have been way, could have been really hard to me at the time. But most people today, the amount of leisure time, and even then, I'm not saying they couldn't have, but today, if you're going, we're talking about B'nai Brock, we're talking Kanyatsky, you're not living in a place where it is. A person today can learn Torah so many hours a day, people are free. So many hours a day. Person doesn't do it. Needs to relax. Needs to be with his buddies. Go for you know, look on the news, read books, Bucky and Shakespeare, uh, or uh, Matt person knows all Malcolm Gladwell's books. Whatever it is, they waste. They don't know Torah. It's a loss that Hashem cries for. And therefore, because Torah is life, it's not just life in this world. It's eternal life. Instead of being a Bill Gates of a Jew or Steve Jobs, a great, a great again, I'm just speaking to the, to the Silicon Valley folks of tech, uh, you end up being a janitor, Jew, a Jewish janitor. <laughs> you know nothing. You don't know Torah. A person never learned Mishnayis and Tanakh and Shas and doesn't know how to daven properly and say Brachas probably doesn't know what the Lachas of Shabbos are because they never learned Torah. What a loss. And therefore, the punishment is very severe. Now, if you get punished in this world, it, it's, it's, it's a bracha because you're spared in the next world. Now, again, I just want to just point out these punishments, what these gemaras mean. I'm not, we're not going in depth. We're just focusing on, on, on the punishment of the Torah. It doesn't mean it automatically happens. But for one of the, some of the things that you get punished for, the Talmud says you can lose your children, young children, little kids, uh, could die. It could be on the Torah, of destruction and bizarabba, but serious famine can happen to the world. That's more on a communal level. A person can have croup in the old days for tuberculosis. Person can have terrible punishments. In fact, the Talmud in the beginning of Bracha says the person punished and they can't figure out what they did wrong. They should assume that it's because of the Torah study. They're not gonna, They're wasting their lives. They're, they're, somebody told me a guy came to the school this week. You know, kind of with a lot of employees. So somebody, you know, one of my facilities people came to me. And this is the higher manager of the building. And he told me this guy has a daughter. Whatever a guy was looking. Guy's daughter sitting in a basement for two years since COVID. Yeah, meant got messed up. But whatever. He's applying for a job. I'm thinking to myself. Sitting in a basement for two years, a girl is 18, 19, now she's 20. Like a vegetable in a basement. It wastes her life. So, what if I told you she was reading on a beach lounge her whole for two years straight? You think you wasted. What a waste of life. What a loss.
I, I, I pointed out before, it always bothered me as a kid, growing up in South Florida, when I'd see elderly Jews, or elderly people, period, playing shuffleboard. Mahjong. Mahjong bothers me. I'd see that. Ma, what in the way? What, I mean, I'm not saying you can never play shuffleboard or Mahjong. In fact, when I was a little kid, like eight or nine, and I come to visit my grandparents, my Bubby, my Zaydi, I want to play shuffleboard. I mean, me against, you know, the nine-year-olds. And I'd be very into it, by the way. And they'd all say, oh, he's so cute, blah, blah. Um, what a waste of life. And then, as I got older, I started hanging out with some of the Chesisha Rebbe's. I'd see this, 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 the Sam Rebbe, they'd come in the Chesim, come, and these guys, oh, this is 30, 30 years ago, you'd see them roll up their sleeves, they'd have numbers on their arms, on them, Amish branded Numbers, survivors, and you see them learning Gemara, a mamish point of life. Uh, you, saw, you saw something there. You waste life, big, what a tragedy. And the Gemara says, therefore, a person can tell Pasha because your life, you're wasting your life. It's a wake up call. A wake up call. By the way, we all know, God forbid, if a person smokes, right? You smoke, you. The, the chances of getting lung cancer, emphysema, heart failure, and heart disease, sky high. A person has to be nuts to smoke. Sometimes I see kids from kids smoke. I kill these stupid. Uh, what kind of nutcase smokes? There are nutcases, unfortunately. It's, it's hard for it. But you know that you're killing yourself. You and I understand. If I, you see a person smoking and they have, their lungs are black, we understand. Well, if a person doesn't learn Torah, they're blackening. They're neshama, and they're blackening their body. They're hurting themselves. They're waste. We're in this world for a purpose. At some level, Yerushalayim is only destroyed because of the Torah. Because the, when you don't have Torah, you're lacking in your vibrancy as a yid. A person's lacking in their, in their Yiddishkeit, in their Torah, in their understanding. Uh, uh, as a Jew, and even Yehoshua, we know that in the, 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 when he came to Eretz Yisrael, it was a night. It was, he was punished one night. He stopped the Jewish people from learning, and he was punished for that. Uh, I remember when I was a bacher. No, I was just married. I was learning in Shara Torah, and uh, Rav Kalman. I was going to Lakewood Yeshiva. I was leaving Shara Torah. I got married. I had a little bit of a discussion where I would stay and learn in Torah in Queens, it was a good yeshiva, but I was going to go to Lakewood. I went to BMG in Lakewood, but I remember Kalman Epstein Shlita was Rosh Yeshiva. Father was the Rosh Yeshiva when I was there, but he was the acting Rosh Yeshiva, and today he's the Rosh Yeshiva. Uh, he went to know what he was doing, and he was, in his, it was after Seder, it means most people were at lunch, and I was in a, in a, in a mood, I don't remember why, I was there later and I was learning, and he was walking out and he wanted to ask me what I was doing. And I remember I, I was learning and I see him on the side, like, waiting for me. And he is my Rosh Hashim. I was, at the time, 24, 25, 20, I just turned 25. And I said, Rosh Hashim, should I stop me? You know, his time was precious. No, you were learning. You're learning. I wasn't going to bother you. you stop, a, stop a Jew learning Torah. You're stopping a life from coming. It's not just your Torah. It's other people's Torah. You know, if a person's in sheer and they start hawking about stupidity, they're wasting other people's Torah. If you see someone in the base manager and they're learning, you, you interrupt them, you're stopping Torah. There's a, lo- there's a loss at some level uh, of life. I once saw that Chaim Kinevsky, 
actually it's in, in one of the Khan book that um, Reb Chaim was once Yerushalayim. Reb Chaim was not uh, often in Jerusalem. He, you know, for a Sandik, he went to the Kaisal, and there's a very big community issue. And he said to go find out. It was lunchtime before Malyashev, his father-in-law, was still learning. And he told him, not, and he went to Malyashev and he spoke with this very important communal issue. On the way back to Benebrak, his Gaba, he said, Rebbe, this is a big community issue. If Malyashev would have been still learning in the middle of his learning time, what would he have done? He said, I wouldn't have interrupted him. He says, even such a big community issue, he said, you don't understand, you're stopping someone from Torah, especially Rav Yashav, Chaim, or it could be, by the way, I'm going to stop it very seriously. If you're in San Jose, for those who are in San Jose, and you have a guy, I'm making up a name of someone who's not in San Jose, um, at least not in my days, it could be someone now came, Ben Sian. There's a Ben Sian in the show. And Ben Sian has 45 minutes a day. Ben Sian works for I don't know. It works in. It uh, works in Intel uh, or Cisco. It works in Cisco. And Ben Sian's forty-five minutes a day. He's just starting out. He's a nervous wreck. He has some boss who's on on his case, and he has six kids at home. I make it up. It's forty-five minutes a day, and you go to Ben Sian, and he finally opens his Gemara. He learns every day uh, a parak of Mishnayos and a parak of Tanakh, and that's his day. Okay, and you go to Ben Sion, um, and one second, and you, you interrupt him while he's learning, and you schmooze him for half an hour that day. Do you know what you did to Ben Sion? You stole his Torah. You know, you discuss. You can't bother Ben Sion learning for those half hour a day. You, that's his life. That's his. That's his connection to Hashem. And if Ben Sion doesn't learn that day, not only will he be asked after. I, you know, many times I'm sure you heard me that every day of our life, we write a page of our autobiography. Every day of our life. It's, it's not, when you say Daf Yomi, did you learn the Daf that day? Or you learn your Mishnayis that day? Or Yitzchak Fagin is on the phone, so did you learn your, your 22-year or, or now less than 20-year goal to finish call to, call, of, of the art school shots? Whatever it is. You, it's not just that, that. If you miss that day, you're on a lower level. And it could be, by the way, you're more susceptible to sin. <laughs> no, it's no question. Torah protects person is much more susceptible to sin if they didn't, didn't learn. And their davening is not the same. The Yarish Tavash, you know, would talk about it, the interconnection. That's what Ibshitz, the great 18th century sage, between davening and learning. A person that doesn't learn. So Talmud Torah is very serious to mock the person from Torah. And Yeshua, who stopped the Jewish people, from, from learning uh, collectively because it uh, was punished. And Torah is greater at, on a pure level. It does not mean that I have to judge what to do, but it's a pure level it's greater than uh, the, the Korban Tamid, which was the daily sacrifice offered chakras and mincha in the Beis HaMikdash, or it's greater than Hatzalas Nafashas, Saving lives. Now, again, if you could save a life, you're Baron Cutler, who, who is the greatest, arguably the greatest Torah scholar to ever live permanently in America. Um, if, if, if he's not the greatest, he's in the top five, unquestionably. Baron Cutler, from 19, he arrived in San Francisco in 1941. He took the first train out to New York City 
and started the Lakewood Yeshiva, started Torah Masorah in America, from the, from the founders of Torah Masorah. Started, he did start a Chirach Atzmai, uh, and many other things. He was the head of the Goodest Israel of America. I mean, from the Sama Rebbe to Rabbi Salavechik, they all looked at Rabban as the God of the Hador. Rabban, from 1941 until 1945, a lot of his week was not in the yeshiva or anywhere else. He was working on something. He was the head of Vad Hatzalah, of saving Jews from the Holocaust in Europe, helping the Jews in Shanghai. He was going to Washington, D.C. He was meeting people to raise money to save Jews. If you could save a Jew, you go and do it. That's all the first come first. But don't think that if you're not, if you're, why Rabban Kutler do it? If he could have had someone else do it, he would have had them do it. Because he was the person who was able to do it. First of all, he had been, he himself had miraculously got out to, he, he went with the yeshivas to, the yeshivas that ended up in Shanghai were first in Japan. They were in Kobe, Japan. So he was with them, he got out through Siberia as well. Uh, and he was with them. He just didn't go to Shanghai. He got a visa to go to America. And he got to America right before Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Had Japan bombed Pearl Harbor uh, earlier, he would have been in Shanghai as well. So he, by grace of Hashem, got to America. He said, he was like, but, but if you want to know if he could have had somebody else do it, I should be involved in Hatzalah Snafasha, working for Hatzalah. No, would have been better studying Torah. And even the Billy Base of English, or Kibbutz Aim, which means if a person can learn Torah, they should learn Torah. Precious we last week, we always say we learn Torah. Actually, in Chicago, I was fortunate to spend some time with him. Uh, I think he came last Tuesday, Wednesday. Our Galai, who was one of the greatest sages in Eretz Yisrael, was in Chicago. And, and I had private time that I dabbled with his, with his minion. It's in the house. But he spoke in, by us in the yeshiva. I went to all the, with, with the yeshivas. And he, Josh Martyr, for those who remember Rabbi Josh Martyr, he was just instrumental in, in where well, he davens. He lives a couple miles away from me in a show called Kahal Chasidim. The rabbis are Rabbi Torsky. Anyone knows the Milwaukee Torskis? He's one of the, the children of the Milwaukee Torskis. And he, Josh Martyr, Rabbi Josh Martyr, just opened in that shul a kolel, which is dead, which is not a kolel of people who are learning kol day. It's a kolel of the people of the shul, and they get paid to learn. I don't know, they get a stipend, they have, but they have to commit every day and every night a slot. And Beitorsky pushed his entire shul to join this kolel. And really, everyone in the shul has, has a slot, either morning or night, where they have to learn in the shul, okay? And Rabbi Galai, of Shimon Galai, came to this kolo, he was very impressed, and he said the following thing, you say every morning we say a bracha on Torah, you should be lasik, you should be oisik with Torah. If, you're, if you have a job, okay, if you have a business, if you, if you, if you, if you have a business, you don't miss, right? Levi, if he has an appraisal, Right? If somebody comes to me and has a deal, you don't get into a conversation. <laughs> if you have a deal, if you can make money, if you, if you, if, if you have, for those who are in tech, if you have money to be made, laser, if you have ads to be sold in the old days, you don't miss it. And if somebody stops you on the way there, actually, just tonight, actually, it's a true story. Tonight, uh, I was at a community, one of the bigger abundance in the city. We were both 
early to where I was studying the Kailal. And I was talking to him, and he's, it was, I don't know this time, I, I started at eight, he started at eight, uh, it was like eight or one, and he said, I gotta go. And he's booked out, and it was great. I'm usually there at 7.55 at my seat, but it happened to Ben. Um, I had to see this person, and, and, I, and I was not on my watch, and he, he left. It was like, that's it, gotta go. Uh, and that's, that's what it should be. If you have a deal, you gotta go. And if you're, somebody comes to talk to you about a stupid thing, in the middle of your deal, or about Roe v. Wade, or about Ukraine, or about this terrible government in Israel should fall speedily, <laughs> or, or about Biden, or Trump, and Twitter, and Musk. Hey, you don't have time. I'm, I have an appraisal. You got a deal. You got a chip against Zuck Fagan coming out for, you know, and it's either get this job done or not. You don't have time for Narish your money, your Isaac. So, like, like I told these guys in the show, when you're Isaac Batero, it's a business. It's a business. And you're doing it, but you don't have time to discuss this. All of a sudden, a person opens the Gemara, they have time to talk about the weather, about the drought in California, about the homeless, about the, Elon Musk and Twitter, or Biden, or the government, or they can think they're more religious talk about a topic which is religious in nature, but not Torah. It's not Isaac. When you're in business, last week with it has to be your, your Isaac. And therefore, the Gemara says, Ezu Hashem, what's a desecration of Hashem's name? It's not Mechaper, it's a person who could be learning Torah, and even a Torah scholar walks even a little bit without doing it. Because when you see a Torah scholar in particular, who walks without learning Torah, it means it's not his business. You know, if you're in the middle of a big deal, if you're in the middle of a sale, and you talk about a stupid thing, or you start doing things which are not necessary, you're showing it's not serious. A person could be learning Torah, and they don't, and they're missing the boat. Vechmiru Chazal, our sages were very mockment, therefore, about wasted words. Again, I want to see at the end, you have to know your level, who, what, when. We're just talking about we're West Point right now. We're not on the battlefield. What life is about? What Torah... By the way, it's not, when you're, if you're supporting Torah, you support a Kailo, you support people in Torah, you support a yeshiva. The goal is to support people in Torah. Now, there are yeshivas which help people who are not going to be the G'daylim, and that's important. Also, everyone needs Torah. Every bit of Torah matters. We're talking about the loss if somebody could learn Torah. For example, everyone that's called... And even the ladies have a level of, of Torah. It's a little bit different than the men. Uh, they're, not, they're not after the Torah for Torah sake. They're learning Torah for Torah knowledge or for inspiration. But everyone, we all have time which we could be studying. Okay? And when we should be studying, and, and, and probably a little bit more than we think, <laughs> we have more time. Actually, I'll tell you something amazing. I make a lie. This Gullah, I was talking to him about, like, you know, myself and something. He said, oh, he happens to be, it's not a joke, um, he, he happens to be a um, he, he has a level of, I don't know Baruch HaKodesh what it is I mean even my kids the names starting in Brachas he knew like everyone who told me he said Brachas which were unique to the kids I was like whoa and he said to me, I didn't tell my schedule I said you know you probably can learn a little more in the morning now I happen to have I'm more I learn in the morning but I'm more heavy at night and like morning in my day I have a, I have a, I have a lot of responsibilities I think it's my own house. I have 1,600 kids in the school. I mean, like, 
But he's not wrong. I probably, and I, I found myself, not a lot more, squeezing more time in the morning. Um, we call them what we think. But when we're learning, we got to learn. Anyone who has a phone and scanning the phone or picking up the phone or talking, it's not, that's not what you should be doing. And Rishach Batala, if you have a Seder, and all of a sudden you're schmoozing, that's, that's, that, that means you understand what you're doing. You don't appreciate what it is. And therefore, Chazal were very makbid on uh, on a person who wastes their, wastes their time with idle chatter when they should be learning. The Amr, the Talmud says that a person of Sachsichas Chulin talks about just mundane things, whether it's really learning Torah, is over a negative prohibition and a positive. Now, if you're in a business deal, listen, I, if I'm having lunch with a, with a person I'm trying to help, with a donor, with a friend, building a relationship, there's a, there's a purpose. We're talking about in the middle of learning, or you should be learning, and you're not. Because of the yearning, shall I chew the gates of repentance, a person person sits in, the, in a pub, in a coffee bar, or whatever, and Zach Batela just speaks, people who sit on the stoops in the corners. Is it Now, late is a scoffer. You know what a scoffer is? Scoffer does not think, take things seriously. Not a rabbi, what the ones you're know, talking about? Ah, ah, this, you know, <clears throat> scoffs, it makes light of it. It's not so serious. Don't worry. People would scoff at life. Life is not, it's about enjoyment. Carpe diem. Live and enjoy. Relax. Take it easy. You make yourself nervous. You'll, have, you'll be OCD. You know, again, it's a balance for everybody. But a scoffer, uh, nothing's important. And a person who sits there and just talks stupidity. I knew people, and I'm sure you all know people, they sit there, they walk in their sandals, they sit at Starbucks, they shoot the breeze about everything every day, you know, until they lose their hair or their hair turns away and they just waste their lives. Pasha waste their lives. And not only that, when you don't take life seriously, you speak. You could speak sinful, terrible language, talk about lunas, hateful things. By the way, you know, we're not in this room. I don't believe anyone would be listening to this shir or is on live would sit and do Twitter. But one thing is, and I'm not I'm never on Twitter, I'm not, I don't have Twitter, I'm never on Twitter, I'm never Twitter, but I've seen people give me some of the quotes, and now it's in the news, so I see it also, like, the whole Twitter is one late sunness, it's one waste of life. Like, you sit there reading people's tweets and commenting and making faces and, 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 and the midas, and by the way, the, the people on both sides, right and left and whatever, or, they all think they know what's best, the whole thing is one thing of late sunnis. Like, what a waste of, what a total waste of life. What a total waste of life. So that would all get late sunnis. But people talking about politics, we're not going to affect politics, seeing it on a stoop. Or people talking about Shakespeare, like, what? What? Shaykhas. You know? Or whatever it is. Or, or, or about football. Oh, man! You know what I mean? You know, baseball. Like, first of all, I don't know how anyone watches baseball. It has to be the most boring sport in the world. So I'm not even playing baseball to me. It's like, what a waste of life. Basketball, okay. I mean, you know, basketball is you're getting exercise. Football, you know, 
But baseball, like, you don't, I don't know how much exercise you get. You sit there, it's the most boring. Again, so like baseball, you get it takes a break, you have mental health, I, I, whatever. I'm speaking for myself. But like sit there, watch people play baseball, get out of your mind. It's nothing more boring than that. You know, what a waste of life. Now again, if somebody tells them they're going to go to baseball games, relax, and they need a break, I, 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 I can also imagine there's a, there's a purpose once in a while. But that's what you do. Instead of watching baseball games, this, that, horse races, you know, what a way talking about it. Let's talking about the statistics and this. Like, what, what a waste of a life. Now, when you don't have Torah, again, myself, yourself, we all need a break. But, but if you don't have Torah, you, 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 you're missing the boat. You're, you're, you're becoming a janitor forever and eternity. Right? Instead of becoming the, the head of the company for eternity, you're becoming a janitor for eternity. It's, at some level, it's a level of death. You're, you're, you're destroying what you could have been building. Look at the sky island. By the way, you know, I, I, I just tell my wife, you know, my house is like a little empty in the summer. I have a few kids in sleep with camp. I still have a lot of kids home. But like, I think about my kids, like my daughter, my next daughter is going to seminary. Like you have kids in your house for a limited period of time and then life goes on. Or you have relationships with parents, grandparents. It's like, you just waste it. There are people in this world um, you either gain and glean from or you don't. And there are moments in time which you either do or don't. Yuchalahatsi, the emus, because it could be quite in the world to come. You have that 45 minutes, been seeing why are you talking in the base of editors? You have 45 minutes a day. That's it. What do you say they're schmoozing? You're 45 minutes a day. If it's two hours a day, those are your two hours a day. I should have that's the time you're free. You're not working. You're not at Cisco. You're not at Intel. You're not, you're not, you're not doing your appraisals. You're not at work. You're not, whatever it is, that's your time. It's a bizoya mitzvah. Mavatam atayrah. He ad avno to the eternal loss and it's kidvarash and baza. Because you wouldn't do that if it was your business time or your, your time to make money. You wouldn't do it. And that's where Kosha Efshalatsu Vatayrvan and Isaac, you're punished for me, me, you serve. By the way, you lose a deal, right? If you could have made a money, you could have lost a deal, you're missing out. And so, so too here, you're missing out eternally. If it's not, and the, and the Mishnah says the grace, I'm going to assume, this is like a little bit heavy. Honestly, and we're breaking this in two weeks, uh, but it's important. It's important not just because of Torah, it's important for us at our level. I want to stress this is for you and I at our level to understand that life is important, Torah is important, and there are moments that we come and go and they're gone. And it's not just the loss of Torah which affects all the spiritual world. Again, if you were, we would be learning Nefesh Echayim, the work of Rechayim Elijah, or other works which talk about the, the, the Tanya, the power of Torah study, uh, uh, you know, whatever, but we're not looking at that right now. We're, just, we're talking about not, the, the loss of not. And the, the, the Mishnah says in, 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 in Peah, the Talmud Torah is the greatest mitzvah. And the Lord going to explain this to all because every word is a mitzvah by itself. And we know that every word of Torah is at some level the value of all the, all the mitzvahs. If you learn one daf of Gemara, one page of Gemara, if you learn daf Yomi, 
You have hundreds of mitzvahs, each worth all the other mitzvahs. And as it says in Mishlei and Proverbs, and the Grog there says it, and we know that with every word that you study, you create a spiritual angel, which is your, your defender. It's a melech I love. And that's, a, a few, if you don't learn Torah, what happens is you've now lost that and some of them created an Avera. The Sefer Hasidim, this is a crazy thing, the Sefer Hasidim says, at some level, a person's going to limit the amount of words. And the words that you speak when you could have been learning Torah, it's going to be, you're going to have a din v'cheshmer, you're going to have a judgment. What you could have done and what you did. Right? The, what you could have been. Right? If you, what you could have been, like, you, I'm just telling you, we're all after 120 years we've shown a picture of the person we should have been. The person we could have been. That's what we have to, to strive for. We're going to hold here. I just want to give a suggestion. You know, you know again, when you're learning, whenever a person has a time dedicated for Torah study, for spirituality, the, the key in life is what Rav Goliath said this week to this Kailo. You have to look at it as a business. This is much more so. I mean, but at least that that you cannot speak, you wouldn't speak in the middle, someone calls you, you're closing a, a, a deal, right? If you'd be called when you're meeting with uh, the governor of California, who could, could have been, you know, it, it, taken out of office a few months ago, because he was uh, had a new vote, whatever it is, you wouldn't pick up your phone. Close your phone. Don't schmooze when you're learning. Appreciate it. And if you have five free minutes, I'm going to get two ideas I'm going to walk out with today. When you're learning time, whatever the time is, nothing else. Nothing else. And number two, when you have your free time, and free time means you're waiting, you're free, you should have a safer, you should have something you study. <laughs> it shouldn't mean that your default is to check your phone, check your text, check your emails, uh, sit there and, and, and have something that your free time, that you understand that time is eternity. Time is life. Now, Chaim Kanevsky was great because his whole life he didn't waste time. That made him a great person. Can you imagine if Chaim Kanevsky, the author of this work, would have wasted time? What a loss to the world. Right? The Talmud says that the world is created with one person, with Adam, to teach us that one person, the whole purpose is for you and I, for every single purpose. We all are all Chaim Kanevsky at some level. And what we do with our time and how we treat our time in our Torah study is eternally important. Okay, we'll hear, we'll hold here. This is a little bit heavy. We'll pick up next week. Uh, we'll, and we'll finish next week uh, about Betel Torah. And then we'll go on to Chesed, which is the next topic probably in two weeks. So hold here. Okay, thank you very much.